Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. And welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, but I hope I'm not disappointing you by telling you she's not with us today, and I'm Richard Lawrence, and I have the great honor of of trying to fill her seat on uh, Transformation Talk Radio, also broadcasting live on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in Seattle. Uh, but I'm actually speaking to you all from London, and I had the great pleasure of uh, speaking to Dr. Pat only last week on this particular show, and I must say it was a, a, a fantastic experience because I've done literally thousands of interviews in various parts of the world, especially in Britain, but also all over the, in America and elsewhere. And I must say, it's quite unusual to be interviewed by somebody who really bothers to research mm-hmm. what they're talking to you about. And Dr. Pat certainly did that. And um, it was, as I say, a real pleasure. And I'm very delighted to be uh, filling in for her as best I can today. Uh, We were talking then, of course, about contacts with the gods from space. That was uh, last week. But I'm the host of the Spiritual Freedom Show, which broadcasts on Transformation Talk Radio. In fact, we're broadcasting on the first and third Saturdays of the month at 12 noon. So it's coming up in two days. So please do listen to the Spiritual Freedom Show. And we're going to be going into an interesting topic, uh, which is karma uh but particularly i actually i'll correct myself it's kundalini i should have said there and service and how they're linked together kundalini is an ancient mystical concept you may have heard of it you may not have heard of it lots of thousands and thousands of words have been written about it not all of them i believe correct not all of them i believe safe actually but nevertheless uh, it's a fascinating topic but the main thrust of our show on saturday at 12 noon is going to be service to others and that's something we can all do so please join us then but today today actually we're going to talk about karma and uh, i'm going to be joined by the way by um my uh, producer or the producer i should say the spiritual freedom show a good friend of mine darren ball and he's going to be joining us from time to time during this hour and he's going to be fire among other things firing some questions at me which I must tell you now, I don't know what they're going to be. I have no idea what they're going to be. Darren actually manages our web, some of our websites and also, as I say, produces the show and gets uh, dozens of questions every week uh, coming in about spiritual matters. And mainly, actually, from is it true? To, are you there, by the way, Darren? Let me introduce yes, you yeah. straight Hi, away. Richard. Hi, Darren. Welcome yeah. to uh, the show. Um, and is it true to say that all these questions that you get, quite a few of them are from people who are quite new to spiritual things? Definitely, yes. Uh, but the whole spectrum, in fact, because I think um, uh, I, I, not only do people um, 
discover our teachings at the beginning of their spiritual journey, but many people who've been searching for years, you know, through all sorts of different schools um, and mystic teachings, they come across their theory of society and bam, you know, it's something that really, really resonates with them. Yeah, and of course, the Ethereum Society is the organisation to which, uh, of which I'm secretary, and uh, Darren's a key uh, staff member there, and uh, we'll be talking more about that as we progress as well. But today's show, we, we were calling it uh, Richard Lawrence Talks Spirituality, and that's, I believe, a very, very much needed thing because, you know, there's lots of emphasis upon mental health, there's lots of emphasis upon physical health, but there's not too much emphasis uh, upon spiritual health is there in the world. And yet spiritual health, I would say, and I think I know Darren's going to agree with me, is even more important than the other things I mentioned. But again, you know, people talk about sexual repression and, and, and the damage that can do, but they don't talk about soul repression and the great damage that can do. So today we're going to be focused on, we're going to try and restore the balance a bit. We're going to talk about spirituality and its importance in various forms. And we're going to start off with karma because it's so misunderstood. It's a very, very misunderstood topic. I, I've written, uh, I think it's 12 books now, and they've appeared in um, something like 10 languages, I believe. And of all the books I wrote, one of them was a, an international bestseller, but the second most popular of them all was the book on karma that I wrote which I don't think is in print, actually. I think you have to go to Italy to get that now in Italian. <laughs> but um, it was, uh, you know, something that really touched a chord because I think it's people, re something that people resonate to, Darren. I, I think people just instinctively know there's a force out there and, and something is at work. I completely agree. And I think it's even if it was something that was um, consciously taught throughout, you know, throughout our schools and our societies, it would, it would transform uh, the world that we live in. Yeah. So we're going to be looking at that and we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, something else about karma that people always think it's bad. They say, oh, I'm getting some karma. I better watch out and uh, all that type of thing. And, oh, dear, you've got some karma coming to you, by which people mean punishment, re revenge. But karma is a wonderful thing. It's a good thing. It's a liberating thing. It's a, it's a divine thing. It's, it's the most spiritual of things. So I'm looking forward very much to getting onto that. The other thing we're going to really tack in tackle and try and tackle is something I personally campaigned on for um, over 40 years, actually. And you might not think, well, this, this is spiritual. You might think, what's this got to do with spirituality? But I'm going to try and tell you exactly what it's got to do with spirituality if I can. And that is the thing which is in the news every day at the moment. Um, uh, in fact, I noticed a, a big story just came out in the New York Times with President Obama did a podcast there. And that's UFOs and the release, the coming release of information about UFOs by the Pentagon this month. Um, I'll be telling you all about that uh, and also what its spiritual significance is and what President Obama said about it. And he gave two predictions, actually. Um, and one of them concerned uh, defense and, um, you know, the build-up of weapons on this earth, and the other concerned religion. So uh, let, let's hang on for that, and uh, let's see if there's any truth in what he said, and let's see what this really means, particularly from a spiritual point of view, because they definitely exist, by the way. Uh, I'm glad you, if you didn't know that, then you, it's worth tuning in today. It, it's not a, a, a game, it's not an invention by Hollywood. There's plenty of invention in Hollywood, but 
this is a real phenomenon. And that's something that the Ethereum Society, which Darren mentioned there, has stated uh, since it was founded in 1955. I mean, I've been secretary of the Ethereum Society since 1979 in the Europe. We're the oldest uh, international UFO organization. I found one organization only that's actually older than us that I've managed to track down anyway. And that I think is uh, in Clevedon and that's a local uh, UFO society or spotting society or something. But internationally speaking, no one has campaigned more and for longer on this worldwide than the Ethereum Society. So I think we're in a very strong position now when governments are finally admitting it's true, folks. Yes, okay, we lied to you. They do exist. Uh, for us to be there and to look at what really matters, you know, which isn't some craft, actually. It's who are they? What is their plan? What sort of intelligences are they? Are they friendly? That we can definitely answer. So that'll be coming up in the show. And I'm going to just, I think it's nice to focus on a spiritual hero because there's so many figures, spiritual figures that we all think of, and rightly so. I'm thinking of Jesus, I'm thinking of Buddha, Sri Krishna, Moses, perhaps, and others. But there are some figures that aren't so well known and may not be in the league of those intelligences I've just mentioned, but did make a great contribution. And we're going to look at somebody called Madame Helena Blavatsky. Some of you have heard that name, probably. Some of you, I'm sure, haven't. And it'll be a pleasure just to spend a few minutes telling you who she was, what she did, why she's important. And uh, we'll be doing that as well. So, um, as I say, Darren, throughout the show, is going to be throwing some questions my way, which I don't know what they are. I think it's much better not to know what they are, because then it's it's more spontaneous and it's it's real and I haven't, it's not all prepared. And as Darren mentioned there, you 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 know, he's you get lots of questions, don't you, Darren? You from all sorts of people mm, on all sorts of topics. Right. So you know the kind of things that people are asking. And by the way, feel free to contact Darren. What's the best address for people to contact you at, Darren? Oh yeah, if we, that's right. If we want to go to spiritual freedom at richardlawrence.co.uk, um, that's a that's the main place that we receive questions that we read out on the show, actually. Um and, and that's a great way to um, to hear, hear that answer from Richard. And also, if you've got a story or an experience to share, we'd love to share those too. And we'll always answer your questions, if we possibly can. If we can't, we'll tell you. But uh, anyway, we've got time now, I think, before the break, for one question, if you would, please. Darren. Yeah. Um, as I say, one of the things we do on that show, you know, is inviting people to write in with their questions, yes, but also their stories and experiences. And I, so that we can read them on the air. And I love that um, because I remember how much it meant to me when I was in the beginning of my spiritual path to just, to just know um, that I wasn't alone in that quest. And um, even though it felt like, you know, as I'm sure many people can resonate with, I'm swimming against this tide of ordinary life. So I thought this person's um, question really resonated in that vein. And they, uh, they asked as following. Uh, my quest is to seek answers to life. The daily habitual routine we, we call living cannot be all there is to life. The habitual routine we accept as a norm feels empty and dead to me. I need more. I need to feel connected to the energy source of the universe. Please help me with my quest so that I can start living again. And I thought, Richard, you might be able to let, give them something about how my mates start. I'd absolutely love to. I just don't know whether I've got time to do it before the break. I think uh, our producer, Benny Mathers and Jacob, are waiting to go to a break. So... Uh, perhaps I'd better hold it over till after the break and we'll all try and remember that question. You know, what is it that can really 
give a meaning to your life rather than just ticking over and just, you know, getting into some kind of a routine. So could we go to the break now and then I'll come back with the answer. You're driven and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up and thrive every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. How do you feel? Just okay? Well, how about you tune in and get ready to be more with The Healing Hour with me, Doc Martin, every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm ready for your questions, and I can't wait to help you find the answers. Every month, we'll have a new live call-in show with innovative topics and a powerful hour of healing. To learn more about me, visit DrSharonMartin.com. See you there. I'm going to be here. You won't want to miss it. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Welcome to Light Body Wisdom with internationally known Light Body Whisperer, Grace Home. She will make you laugh and yawn as you release lifetimes of trauma and begin to feel much lighter. Your divine gifts may be activated, allowing you to weave light into the fabric of the world. Are you ready to be your own light and shine? For more information about Grace, visit gracegehome.com. That's gracegehome.com. Very good choice, may I say. Spirit in the sky. Great one. Um, and welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Richard Lawrence, talking spirituality, filling in for Dr. Pat today. And very, very happy to be doing so and talking to you all on Transformation Talk Radio. And we had a question just before the break, which Darren uh, kindly came up with. Darren has so many questions up his sleeve. I can fr- I'm surprised you can put your shirts on, Darren. You've got so many questions. But this one was a good, really good one, and it was someone who wanted to know that they, they, they had a sort of empty feeling. I've come across this before, you know, uh, people who they sort of tick every box. They've got their life in order. They've got their job going. They've got their perhaps a nice family. They've got thing, everything. They seem enough money, but it still doesn't hit the spot for them. 
and there's a certain emptiness. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. And this person's not even asking to be connected to the energy sources of the universe, which is a fantastic thing to want to do. And the really good news I can give you, I don't think you're going to be hearing this probably on any other radio show today. I don't know around the world, but hopefully you are. But I can certainly tell you, yes, you can connect to the energy of the universe. We can all do it. We can all do it all the time. In fact, we do do it all the time, but we may not realize it. And I think the thing is to really, it goes perfectly with the theme of this program, Darren, because it shows that that spiritual aspect is missing. And that can lead mm. to all sorts of frustration in people's life. The other thing I would throw in, which is very related to our topic that we're kind of just about to discuss, namely karma, is service, service to others. Uh, and that's the key. I talked about the fact that people think that karma's a bad thing, that, it's, oh dear, you're going to get some karma, better watch out. And, and this is the sort of talk you get. And some people are very ironic about it and some people don't take it very seriously, but others really do. Actually, karma is a good thing. That's, that's the, the thing to really remember. That's the good news. That's a wonderful fact. Karma is good. It's there to help us. It's a divine force. It's not there to punish us. It is there to teach us. And that can be tough at times. But it doesn't have to be looked at that way. It can be a very liberating thing. And we can not only create what you might call bad karma by our wrong actions, our selfishness, our we know all those things, jealousy, greed, et cetera, et cetera. But we can create good karma. And the simplest way to do that is through service to others. And coming back to the questioner, we can all serve. Some people think, well, what can I do? You know, I, I, I'm here, I am. Maybe I'm in lockdown somewhere in the world. I, I can't. What can I actually do? Well, you can do a lot because you can connect to the energy of the universe through visualization. You can visualize white light. And I say white light because white contains all the colors of the spectrum. And you're visualizing total energy when you visualize white light and you bring this down through you out through you and you send it to others, you raise the, the hands uh, and you, you send it out to others. You can say a prayer if you like, you can say a healing. You can get far more information about this from us because I'm just really giving a very sketchy uh, example of it. One place you can find it is uh, one of our websites, 12blessings.org. I think it's one of the best places to go and, and ethereus.org as well, Darren. Both those, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S dot org, will tell you how to send energy out to the world. Uh, and that makes an enormous difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at 12 Blessings as well, um, we have, you know, the introductory videos that will show you how you can use this practice and um, the types of experiences that you can start to have, um, which will prove to you beyond any doubt that spiritual energy is real. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to someone today, actually, uh, earlier today, who, who hosts a radio, a big radio show in the UK, and which I've had the pleasure to go on a few times. But he has cancer, and he has some tumours, and I won't go into how many, not for me to say, but he told me he had a test recently, and we've been, and the Ethereum Society, and I'm not suggesting it's all because of us, I don't know, there could be others too, but we certainly have been sending him a lot of healing, and he told me that all those tumours that he has have all diminished since he oh. last uh, went for a check, which is not what was uh, expected at all. So this is, you know, it, I'm not going to say that you're guaranteed to be cured or anything like that can happen. 
may not happen quite that dramatically, but it will certainly help and you can send it out and you can create as so many ways to serve and so many ways that you can create good karma. One thing I, I must say though, those of you who are as old as I am, or you probably remember a song, actually it's a well-known song now I think, but by John Lennon called Instant Karma. And uh, that is, I'm sure he was being ironic probably I assume, but it's not necessarily instant. It can be, strangely, you, you can do something and I've seen this done, actually I've seen people go in to give healing who weren't very well at all. They went in to help somebody else who was even more uh, poorly than they were. And by the end, they too felt better. So it can seem to happen very, very quickly indeed. But it won't necessarily happen. It can take time. It can happen over minutes. It can happen over years. It can happen over lives. Mm -hmm. uh, karma is working all the time. Actually, to be fair on John Lennon, although he was wrong on that point, um, it was clever, but wrong, I think. There was another great saying he had, and I've got to try and... Uh, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Now, there's a great statement that he made in one of his other songs, and that's true, too. All the time, we are creating karma. All the time, we are changing things for better or for worse, and we're changing our own destiny. And uh, one thing about Dr. George King, who was my teacher who founded the Ethereum Society, who was, I believe, a very, very great master of yoga and of extremely enlightened intelligence. I've called him an intelligence. He was, you know, and I knew him very, very well. I spoke to him every day for probably 20 years, pretty much. But he was an absolutely outstanding individual. But he always stressed that we can manipulate our own karma, not manipulate anyone else, no but manipulate our own karma. We can take it in hand. We have control over it. And he always said that of all the yogas, and he practiced several yogas and mastered several yogas, the greatest by far, and this is not what you'll find in ancient writings, is karma yoga. Matter of fact, on Saturday at 12 noon uh, on Transformation Talk Radio is the Spiritual Freedom Show. And we're going to be talking a lot about service and how it can lead, actually, to your own development as well. And it really does lead to your own development. It, it, you know, there are various sayings for karma. The, probably the most famous is, as you sow, so shall you reap. Another one, what goes around comes around. And it really, really does work. But um, I, I'd like to go to you, Darren, now, because perhaps you have uh, another humdinger of a question that you can throw our way. Well, since you've introduced this topic of karma, actually, um, I remember some years ago, I was leading a, a meetup group um, in a practice that, that we do um, virtually every day in the theory study called the 12 blessings. And I remember afterwards, you know, as we would, we'd be talking about spiritual topics. And uh, I remember distinctly one evening, we, um, we were talking about helping others and this topic of karma came up. And um, I think it really epitomized for me some of the, you know, kind of the different thoughts and some of the confusion even around this topic. And, and basically what we were discussing as follows, um, if people get what they deserve and there's someone who's suffering, why should I interfere with their karma by helping them? Oh, yeah. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Well, the, I've come across that. And, and you've even, I'm sorry to say, had certain uh, movements uh, in, well, I won't pick out a country, but in Asia, 
that have even encouraged that you shouldn't interfere with people's karma. And the answer is you should always try to serve because you could be the karmic agent to help that person. Karma has to work through uh, people, through things, through events. And if you're not, if they're not meant to be helped, don't worry. I mean, it won't work, uh, you know, but you should still try. But you might, that might be the very moment where you are called upon and everything is right and you're the karmic agent. So always serve, always try and help and certainly don't let that idea really stop you that you might be somehow getting in the way of their karma. You're there to help as far as you possibly can and you'll help them. And the other thing is, of course, by helping them, what goes around comes around. As you sow, so shall you reap. You will be helped as well. You don't. You shouldn't do it for that reason, of course. You should do it to help them and not because you're going to get anything from it. But it's just a, in the back of your mind, you can know that you will be what Dr. King called manipulating your own karma for the good. And that really will uh, really, really work. And you, you'll create a, like a positive spiral in your life, as it were. And it's a very liberating thing indeed. Have, have you found that yourself, Darren? Well, I was just going to say that I, I wish I had <laughs> I wish I'd given as good an answer as you just did on that night uh, all those oh, years ago. Sure but um, um, I think it's a fantastic, inspiring thought. You know, I mean, these things, things that just don't happen to people, they happen through others. And, and we can be the means by which that change can manifest in that person's life. And I think it's, um, it's inspiring to know that um, we can each play that role. Um, you know, not Absolutely. just, in, you know, not just with the people around us, but even as, as you've just described with sending out spiritual energy with people, strangers you may never meet, um, you know, anywhere in the world. Absolutely. And um, just switching topics just for a moment, as the late, great Oscar Wilde once <laughs> said, we're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. So uh, we're going to be looking at cosmic things after the break. We're going to be looking at the great revelations that are coming out on the UFO front and the spiritual significance of those. A couple of the remarks that uh, President Obama made two days ago, uh, one of the things he predicted is that new religions will pop up. That's an interesting prediction there. Uh, is that a good thing? Well, we'll be talking about that. We'll be looking at UFOs. I'll be bringing you up to date on what's really going on on the government release. And I think you're going to be, uh, you're going to be fascinated because it has a really deep spiritual significance. And over to you, Benny, for the break. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? 
Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark, joining Dr. Pat Basile in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, a gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment, will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com. Fantastic. That takes me back. Uh, that's, that's really good. Very appropriate indeed. Um, except that it's not instant, I have to tell you always. Um, but great point. And here we are. I, you know, it's, it's welcome back, by the way, to the Dr. Pat show. I'm Richard Lawrence talking spirituality. It's a real honor for me to be filling in for Dr. Pat here on Transformation Talk Radio and KKNW 1150am. And how significant, Darren, that we should be uh, broadcasting on KKNW in Seattle, mm. because, of course, as I'm sure the listeners, many of them there will know, that is so close, just down the road, to the first ever flying saucer sighting, which took place over Mount Rainier in uh, Washington State, of course, where you are, and was seen by one pilot, Kenneth Arnold. In fact, the very first paragraph of my book ufos and the extraterrestrial message uh, is all about that event which took place in 1947 on the 24th of june it's not may i stress the first ever ufo sighting far far from it ufos go back hundreds of years thousands of years countless millennia really because nobody knows how old the Vedic scripts, that's the Hindu scripts, like the Ramayana, the Mahabharata, are. There's lots of debates and arguments. Some people say it's 5,000 years. Some people say they were passed down orally for hundreds of thousands of years. There are different opinions out there, and they are full, jam-packed full, I would say, of vimanas, which is a Sanskrit word which means a flying celestial vehicle. It's strange how these terms get changed. So it was flying saucers, thanks to the sighting just down the road from a lot of the listeners right now uh, at Mount Rainier, because that's how Kenneth Arnold described it, as a saucer skipping uh, across water, an upturned saucer, I think he said it was. I don't think flying saucer is the best ever description, but it's one that really st stuck 
and has been used, and now it's mainly UFOs. And just recently, the American government in particular renamed it uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Why do they do that? To try and distract our attention away from it, of course. And so now they're called UAPs. Uh, no doubt there'll be another name at some point. I'd rather call them Vimanas, I think. And by the way, let's not say just the Hindu script. The Bible is absolutely full, and I'm going to be controversial now. One of the best sightings ever recorded uh, was, of course, the Star of Bethlehem. Stars don't hover over stables. I think we, we do know that. And the people who saw it, we're told, were wise. So we've got to believe them. They're very credible witnesses, three wise men, and there you have definitely what we'd now call a UFO. It was actually an identified flying object, wasn't it? Because they identified it, and it identified a particular place where Jesus was born. But you, this is a very ancient subject indeed. Now, the governments have covered this up. They've lied about it. That's not, uh, that may sound a bit uh, strange to you. I think one of the good things about this, and I was talking to uh, a radio host about this today because he's you know broadcast on this for a long time in the UK uh, as I have I've been covering this for 40 years and at one time there was a stigma you were ridiculed you were laughed at you could hardly say the word uh, but now it is being taken seriously and suddenly people are coming out of the woodwork as we say in England who've never said a word up to now and one of those is President Obama your previous president, if you're American listening to this, um, and he came out two days ago and he revealed that um, he, he definitely believes in UFOs. He's absolutely certain that there's, um, and this was to the New York Times in a podcast. I have the transcript of the podcast. Um, he has already revealed that UFOs are there and they have uh, capabilities which can't be explained away. He's revealed that on late night chat shows. But now he says two things. He's made two predictions. One, that there will now be arguments once these are revealed, these papers, for weapons to be built and for defence against this apparent threat that's one of his predictions. I'm sure he's right. As a matter of fact, it's already happening. Already people are starting down this line. We have people in this country and in America and elsewhere starting down that line. Not all of them. It's amazing how many people have uh, really now come out and admitted that this is a fact, that you know, people have known about it for decades in certain cases are now coming out. It's uh, slightly um, frustrating, but it's to be welcomed. It has to be welcomed. But dealing with that prediction by President Obama, I have to say he was upstaged in 1958 by an intelligence from another planet. There's quite a, a, a claim, I grant you. And that is um, intelligence by the name of Mars Sector 6. And this intelligence is featured, is the main feature of, actually, the Spiritual Freedom Show in a series of teachings he later delivered called The Nine Freedoms, which I believe, to me, is the greatest set of spiritual teachings available. Not the only one. There are many great sets of spiritual teachings, by the way, on Earth. But this, to me, is the ultimate one. That's why we focus on it on that particular show. But in 1958, he stated that, first of all, eventually governments will release these things. And that's, what is that? 
1950. I've got to work that out, Darren. I think that's that, uh, 63, 64, mm -hmm. 63 years ago. That's right. But also, he said that when they are released, government, certain government officials will try to pretend that they are hostile. And, of course, they are not hostile. That's another really good bit of news you're hearing on this radio station today. They are friendly. And it's really absurd, if you think about it, to suggest they're hostile. They've been watching us, sighted for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, some of the things that are coming out of the U.S. Navy in particular about these craft, that they have capacities which no uh, craft from any nation, they're not from Russia, they're not from China, and they're certainly not from Britain, that I can assure you. Uh, these craft have capabilities of control over gravity, of acceleration from nothing at phenomenal rates that no craft could do. They have the capacity, and this is reported by very reliable military personnel, to disappear and reappear. And one thing that's just come out in the last few days, they had the ability to move from one position to the position that a, an American uh, jet was traveling in five seconds, which they reckon to be something like 40,000 miles an hour, and waited there until the jet got there. So A, it knew where that jet was going, and B, it got there much quicker than any craft on Earth could get there. These are the, some, of the, some of the things that they're demonstrating that are now being admitted to. There's far more than that. It's all going to be coming out. Well, I don't think it is all going to be coming out, but some of it's going to be coming out. And it, it is quite amazing. But what does it say? It says that here you have very advanced intelligences uh, with fantastic capabilities who are peaceful. I mean, I, we have been saying this. And before me, uh, the Ethereum Society was saying this. In, in 1958, the Ethereum Society took a petition to the British government demanding the truth. I took a petition to a government led by a, a lady called Margaret Thatcher in 1979 demanding this truth. Uh, it's been going on and let's hope we're on the verge of it but let's watch out for that that danger that warning that prediction made by mars sector 6 63 years ago and hinted at by president obama two days ago somewhat later must be said but better late than never that some people might start now to pretend and it is a pretense that they are hostile when they know they aren't if they were hostile actually mars sector 6 said it brilliantly he said if we were not friendly, you would not exist. It's as simple as that. It wouldn't even be difficult for them with their capabilities to get rid of us, to take over the planet. They don't want to do that. These are advanced spiritual. This is where I told you there's a spiritual aspect to this. They are spiritual intelligences who are coming here and have come here through the ages to help us. And again, to be controversial, it's our belief in the Ethereum Society that Jesus came from another planet, hence the Star of Bethlehem, that Buddha came from another planet, that Sri Krishna came from another planet. Actually, it's a very unifying thing, this. Moses came from another planet. Lao Tse came from another planet. Confucius, Patanjali, certain of the great, not all, but certain of the great spiritual figures through history have come from other worlds to help us because they know far better than any of us know 
that the spiritual solution is the only lasting solution. The other things, you know, if you 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 look at peace deals that are made around the world. Look, look, let's look at the sad situation in the Middle East, uh, and it's been going on for over three thousand years. Let's face it, and every now and then, politicians manage to get a peace treaty. Uh, there's one right now, thank goodness. Every now and then, some you know people use finance to bring a certain change, but these things don't last. But if spirituality comes into play, people don't want war. They don't want to kill. There's too much love in their hearts. That's the solution. And when, as I mentioned earlier, you raise your hands and you send out white light and you feel love in your heart and you pray for other people's well-being and good health and peace, you're contributing to that love, that love energy in the world. You're improving the karma of the world, the karma of yourself. And we're doing what these spiritual intelligences have wanted us to do. They won't interfere with us. And that brings us actually to the second prediction made by your previous president, Obama, uh, two days ago to the New York Times, that he said that when UFO information is released, new religions will pop up. Uh, I would say many of the great religions have popped up, if that's the phrase, emerged uh, for as a result of spiritual intelligences that have travelled often in UFOs or come from other worlds. Um, the Ethereum Society certainly didn't need any UFO releases to be found either from the American government. If we waited for that, it would never have been founded. It started in 1955, um, and we've been campaigning ever since. Uh, but he could be right. And also, I, I don't think it's necessary uh, to start a new religion. I think in the case of Dr. George King, as I was telling Dr. Pat, he had contacts with the gods from space, which are completely genuine. And as I said to Dr. Pat, you don't have to take my word for that at all. Please don't take my word for it. Uh, please investigate if you're interested. Go to ethereus.org. If you go to my website right now, actually, that's richardlawrence.co.uk, you'll see the front cover of The Cosmic Voice in 1958, which printed the fact that flying saucers are real, flying saucers are friendly, flying saucers are extraterrestrial, and your government knows this. That's blazoned on the front page in 1958 of that journal. Flying saucers, of course, the term being coined about 80 miles from Seattle. Let me come back to that again. But... That was said then. Uh, we don't need particularly new religions. What we need to look at is the genuine contacts, the people who have been in contact. But where there are traditional religions, uh, they will have to, I believe, adapt to alien existence. It changes everything. Uh, it means, well, what does it mean to the, the theology of any particular religion? If there are planets throughout the universe, and not just physical level or physical manifestations, multidimensional levels of existence. You could go to Mars and not see any life there other than basic vegetation, but there is life there, I believe. I mean, right now, where you are listening to this radio show, there is life that unless you're very clairvoyant or psychic, you might not be able to see. But there is other life on other levels on this world. 
um, you, you, you only have to examine the case. I mean, I have done, I've looked into this, uh, the best-selling book I ever wrote was called Unlock Your Psychic Powers. It's not the best book I ever wrote by far, but it was about that topic because I've experienced it. And so have thousands of others. I would say millions of others, certainly hundreds of thousands of others around the world have had experience, have seen life beyond the physical. And there's life throughout the universe beyond the physical, higher than the physical, higher life or higher planes on higher planets. Uh, that's something I've got on my website too, a little thought there. And it's uh, a thought which is in tune with where science is going right now uh, into multiverses, in, into um, dark matter, dark energy. They still don't know. I think I, I heard actually they've just recently decided that they've got it all wrong about dark matter. And they're reevaluating what dark matter is because it, it, it's their only way they can explain the gravitational pull between various planetary bodies in the galaxies. Um, and uh, they, they, they're reevaluating. But what they do know is there is far more matter of some kind than we can see. It's not visible to us. And uh, this is no longer theory. This is scientific fact. Uh, and it's something that uh, Dr. King spoke about in the 1950s. He always said that the life on other planets in this solar system is on higher levels, if you like, on spiritual levels. Uh, and so, and, and you know, it's to be welcomed that religions do reevaluate where they stand in the light of alien life on other planets. I know the Pope has said he will baptize a Martian, or he's willing to. I don't think there are any Martians, I, I can't speak for them, who'd need that, require it, or want it. But maybe, I suppose, at least he's acknowledging something there. And, um, and in fact, to be fair, the Vatican is looking at alien life and saying there's absolutely no reason why we should be the only uh, inhabited planet in the solar system or the world, of, or the universe. Of course we aren't. Uh, how could we? That, that, that's, that's the kind of egocentricity. Let's remember, it's what, 400 years ago that the Vatican uh, had to get Galileo to recant for saying we're not the centre of the entire universe. It all revolves around us. Uh, now we've got to stretch our minds that much further to look at spiritual life, if you want to call it that, higher life, more advanced life. So these intelligences visiting us and being documented in, by military personnel. There are some parts of America where they've seen UFOs every day for a year. I think it's off West Virginia coast. Uh, if, I think there's a coast. My geography is so bad, I, I couldn't be sure. But I think that's where it is. Um, yeah, it, it, this is a universal thing um, that, that's being now accepted. And hopefully it'll be coming out. And when it does come out, we need to then turn to a contactee like Dr. George King, for example, examine him. If you want to examine others, do. Uh, I certainly don't believe all contactees are genuine. Far from it. But I do, I do, I'm absolutely certain that Dr. King is from my personal knowledge and experience, but don't take my word for it, please. So, Darren, uh, on that note, I've probably skipped over the chance for you to ask one or two questions. So please do come in now with your questions, if you have any, uh, for our show here. Yeah, I thought, um, well, let's see. I, I certainly think this is um, probably one that would resonate with a lot of people. Um, and I think expresses some of the different 
different things that people are thinking and reacting to at the moment. So this person said, I would be absolutely terrified if I saw a UFO or anything related to them. At the same time, I welcome anything from another dimension that can help humanity through its current predicament. The thoughts of going off in a spacecraft, being adopted, etc., et fills me with terror. Is there anything to be afraid of, though? And if we are afraid, would they be kind enough not to make themselves, you know, be kind enough to make themselves evident in whatever form they might materialize? Or doesn't it work that way in your view? Uh, Thank you, you for that question, because I think it, you've hit on something key there, because there is definitely an attempt to propagate fear. Mm -hmm. uh, of all kinds and some of the abduction stories um, you know which may be psychic apparitions which have nothing whatsoever in certain cases to do with extraterrestrials at all uh, go out there and you know the mutilation of cattle and all, all sorts of stories come out designed to cause fear and as I've warned there's going to be an attempt to tell us they're hostile and we need to build up our arm and there'll be plenty of arms manufacturers who'll be delighted to put their energy into that theory um, so we, but the answer to the question is no. If there's anything to fear, if we weren't protected, shall we say, from any hostile aliens, at the very least protected, then we would, it, it would have been over a long time ago. We wouldn't stand a chance. And I, they're not going to come here to, to just to pick you out or some individual out and harm them. Uh, they are patiently waiting for humanity to change. It's a very positive uh, message. I don't, think you could go anywhere better than the Ethereus Society website, actually, Ethereus, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S dot org, to really look into that. And as I say, do tune into the Spiritual Freedom Show on Saturday at 12 noon. I did mention I was going to just touch on a spiritual hero of mine, and I'd like to do that if I may. And that's Madame Helena Blaback. I'm completely changing tack here, folks. Sorry, we've swerved in another direction, but not completely in another direction, actually, because uh, she was um, talking about something different but linked. Uh, and that, that is Ascended Masters. Now, Madame Helena Blavatsky, if you've never heard of her, just very briefly, was a, a Russian divorcee. She was uh, married to a much older man uh, against her will fled ended up living in victorian england so we're talking well over 100 years ago now uh under very i mean conservative and uh, prejudicial moralistic um climate in victorian england and yet she radicalized spiritual thought uh, among many many thousands of people and she was one of the founders of the theosophical society she talked about ascended masters uh, we now are talking about cosmic masters in this show but she was talking about intelligences uh, such as the lord maitreya such as count saint germain uh, such as uh, mount uh, master kutumi and others who are ageless who live among us on this earth and she received communications with them and she put this out in a very hostile uh, climate indeed she was attacked she was vilified sometimes she still is many rumors have been spread against her but yet she had the guts to say something which turned out i believe to be completely true i've had the pleasure to speak at theosophical society uh, headquarters in london in manchester and elsewhere and so have other people from the ethereal society were not part of that organization but they did do some very pioneering work and it was all started really by Madame 
Helena Lubatsky. So you'll find more about her if you're interested in looking up that particular spiritual hero. So Darren, before we finish, perhaps you have one more question uh, before the show ends. Yeah, I thought this one. Um, I thought this one could tie tie the show together in terms of our earlier discussion of karma, and now what you've talked about about UFOs. And this was a question from a, a very perceptive listener, if I might say, um, who asked this question. So, if we are encouraged to help others as much as possible, but you also tell us that these enlightened beings from other world in our solar system can only help us so much, how come? What's the reason for that? And that brings us back exactly. Thank you for that question to where we started, which is karma. That's a great link-up between karma and UFOs. <laughs> they follow the law of karma exactly. They won't interfere with us. You know, you look at it this way. If, 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 you're, if you have children, and um, I don't, but I've been a school teacher, if you did their homework every night, they learn nothing at all. Uh, they, they will go so far. They've helped us immensely, particularly with the nuclear problem. You'll find much more about this through the Ethereum Society, but they will only go so far. Uh, because to go further would be to force us to change, to interfere us uh, with us, to rob us of the, the greatest thing we have, which is our free will. It's a great thing, free will, but the purpose of free will is to give up free will. There's an irony in there, there's a paradox in there. And as we give up free will, we go to freedom, um, spiritual freedom. <laughs> and that's the journey, as you'll find out on the Spiritual Freedom Show. So it's a very important question. Enlightened beings includes ascended masters, very much so, and cosmic masters. Uh, they will help us so far, but they are limited by our karma, our karma, not their karma, our karma, as to how far they can go. You know, there was a one of my favorite quotes was from a French novelist called Marcel Proust. And I want to share this with you because we're coming to the end of the show now. And I hope it reflects some of the things we've been discussing today in this hour about UFOs, about karma, and so on. And this is his quote from, from his, one of his books, one of his works. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. I think that's great, don't you, Darren? I mean, that's it, really. It's all within us. All the answers are there but it's how we look at them, whether it be UFOs, whether it be karma. It's not just piling up a load of study material. It's looking at it with new eyes. So I want to thank Darren Ball very much indeed for joining us on this. I want to thank Dr. Pat for allowing me to fill in for her and her producers. It's been a real pleasure. Benny Mathers and Jacob. Uh, this is Richard Lawrence talking spirituality on Transformation Talk Radio and KKNW 11.50 a.m. And don't just forget those words of Marcel Proust as we come to the end of the show. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes.